Hello everyone and welcome back to another awesome edition of the Shining Developer Series. My name is Eric Nance and we are continuing our spotlight on the recent Shiny contest submissions from this year. There's been a lot of great things to choose from and we're going to have a great deep dive into another one of my favorite apps right now. And so it is my pleasure to have once again an episode where we couldn't just have one guest, we got two. And so it's my pleasure to introduce to the Shiny Developer Series, Douglas Mesquita and Louis Gustavo Silva. Um, Douglas and Louis, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Hi, you. Eric. Thank you very much for the invitation. Yes, we're happy to have you. And uh, maybe we could do a quick uh, introductions for yourselves and also how you discovered R and how you discovered Shiny. I can start here. Uh, so, uh, I was born in the south of Brazil, and I'm a statistician, so uh, my first contact with R was under uh, during my undergrad. Uh, I think it's super common, right, because uh, it's a language made from made by a statistician, so it's common to have statisticians using that. And uh, also, we learned some other softwares, of course, during our undergrad, like SPSS and SAS. But I would say that during the last two years of my undergrad, I was mainly using R for everything. But I became proficient in R in my master's. Uh, I, I, I was using that for many purposes, like academic purpose, also for uh, particular projects and some other projects that we are working. And because of these projects, I started learning R a little bit uh, deep. Luis was uh, a professor to me, actually. He taught me a, a lot of things. And uh, he, he, he was uh, he had more experience by that time, and he taught me a, a little bit. And of course, with some practice, we learn more and more about R. And so the, the, I'm using R since my undergrad. So uh, it's around 10 years using R now. Great, great. <laughs> Thanks, Douglas. Douglas is my shiny student, shiny student. <laughs> In more ways than one, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think my... My journey with R is a little bit uh, um, quite close as the same of Douglas. Uh, I start to use during my undergraduate in the Juiz de Fora. I, I live in Minas Gerais currently. It's a state in the southeast of Brazil. Uh, and there, I think, was in 2008, uh, I, I had my first uh, contact with R. And uh, I, I have to say that I didn't like, uh, oh, I, why I need to learn to program this? It's, uh, I, I prefer to just click and click there and uh, like SPSS. And uh, I had one talk in the statistical event that one professor, it's a famous professor in Brazil, Paulo Justiniano, he's, he's developed a lot of uh, R packages and in, in the spatial area and uh, he he gave a lot of examples using r and for there i i start to be vaccinated oh it's not possible i can do maps i can do 
tables automatically, you can do reports automatically. In that time, it didn't have R Markdown. It didn't have Shine in that time. The world so was a lot different back then in that ecosystem. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though it, it was like, oh, it's a new, new world. And then from there, I, I started to study a lot R. And uh, there was one, another professor in this uh, university that uh, I could learn a lot from him. And uh, from there, I, I just use R. I, I, I don't want to use another uh, uh, language or even statistical software, only R. And uh, currently, I'm working as a data scientist in the FAO, which is an agency of the United Nations. And there, I use R every day in the shiny apps i think i develop a shiny every month for sure every month not i don't want to say every week <laughs> uh, but uh, every month i i have to to touch shiny applications and uh, ah every every day so when i love this because just a quick example and this talk the professor gave one example that he could give a scholarship to the students because he was using an open software and uh, in that time, it didn't have too much scholarships in, in Brazil mm. because the, the university didn't have too much money. So in that time, it didn't have. So it was like, uh, oh, I can have a, a, a support if the professor use this software uh, instead of uh, buy for new software. So it was like, oh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's not only about the software, but it's about this. That new new life. So I I, I was so fascinated at that, that time. So I love I love them. <laughs> wow. Well, that that's a fascinating yeah. story, and I share a lot of commonalities with both of you on the origins of this. Although I wish R had been my first language, it was not. Um, I also in the stat programs I was in had to use SPSS or even SAS itself, which is still a big one in my industry, but. Um, I do remember at the time um, learning R for the first time in a grad school course and my professor just um, had us in a time series class and he just launched it one day without any real context and said, here you go, <laughs> here's your homework. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's not, not exactly the most gentle on-ramping, but um, what helped me immensely, um, I think you even touched on it, Luis, is that when you have real projects um, in the work you're doing now, um, that certainly accelerated my growth of it. In my case, it was my dissertation. Like if I didn't have R, I couldn't have finished my dissertation. It had the method I needed. Um, but today's resources for learning this are way better than what we had back in those days. Not to sound like one of those people, but it was a lot different back then. So I'm certainly, um, I'm as well as you, I use Shiny every, almost every week, basically, at my job as well. And by proxy, R is a huge um, part of the, the work we do. So it's, it's exciting to see, you know, both of you using that uh, very fully here. Um, and so getting to this year, as I alluded to at the intro, um, I was, I had a unique perspective with the Shiny Contest this year because I was actually one of the judges. So I get to see all this great content coming my way and then lo and behold, here comes Fair Split. And I was immediately blown away. We'll get into all the things I like shortly. But my first question um, um, to both of you is um, what motivated you to create Fair Split? Kind of what was the genesis of the idea for the application? 
Yeah, actually, it's a really old project. Uh, it started in 2014, actually, but not as a Shine app, of course. Uh, it, it may sound like a stereotype, but as Brazilians, we like to play soccer, right? I think or a football. lot of the world does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we always had a problem in that match, uh, in that pickup game. That is, we had a list of players, like 24, 25 people, and we never knew who, who were going to attend to each game. And then we need to divide people in teams. And it seems easy at the first time, but it's not so so easy to divide the teams because, uh, you know, we have a, a, a lot of attributes that we need to think carefully because uh, we don't want to have three goalkeepers in the same team, right? So we need to divide that carefully, right? And we, we, we usually lost a lot of time divine the divide dividing the team uh, the teams so let's say we had one hour to a pickup game and 10 minutes of that was just uh have having discussions about who is the bad the, the best player uh what's the best uh configuration to to have that uh, pickup game right so we were losing time and money actually because we are paying for our rent and it's not interesting right so the question is how to divide the teams uh in a fairly way so we don't want to have a team that is really good and another one that's really bad because it's it's not fun it's not exciting right so we want to have something competitive so uh, because of that, we start to think about an algorithm. Just to say, uh, we were playing with statisticians and uh, computer computer scientists. So sooner or later, an algorithm would rise uh, on this match, right? Right. So inevitable uh, when you get that kind of set of minds together. <laughs> yes. So Luis, would you like to explain the the first algorithm? Because yeah. you did it. <laughs> Yeah, no, because I was like the, the manager of this game, this match. And uh, one another thing that I, I would add in, in this is the when I start to split the teams, some people start to complain like, oh, Luis, my team is not good. Your team is better than me. <laughs> then I and oh, gosh, it, it's my fault. You know, I have to I have to put this in another, <laughs> I'd say another plate. It's not my plate more. So then we, we, one day in the lab, we, we start, okay, let's think what you need to split a team in the, in the far, fair way. So we, we start like, okay, the, the team should be balanced each other. So you cannot have one very good team and another that's not, it's a bad team. And at the same time, we need to have a, a variability with, the team so for example you don't have just one very good player and another and the others is uh not good so yeah the mean the average is okay but inside the group is not is not okay because there are there is only one good uh player there 
So, okay, you have to, to maximize the variability within the team, but we need to minimize the average uh, between among the teams. So th this was the, the first idea. So let's just use a Monte Carlo to simulate the teams and the tools, the best configuration, and it's okay. So let's do the first version of the application. It took, uh, it took a lot of time, of course, because it's only random teams <laughs> to this Monte Carlo, but uh, after a while we could get a, a very good configuration. And okay, let's go with them. Uh, and after a while, in this, this last year, uh, Douglas and I, oh, we have this project. Why you, you don't use this to, to create uh, this new Shine application? One new Shine application for to, to share and to provide this service to everyone. Uh, and then we'll, Douglas changed a bit the, 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 the algorithm. But in that time, let's say that the problem was solved <laughs> because everyone was happy. Okay, it's not more Louis' fault. Maybe is the <laughs> the algorithm that Louis did is not good. But if you want, you can change the algorithm. So <laughs> the people, of course, didn't want to touch my script because my script was not uh, so <laughs> well organized in that time. And uh, that was the I think the the origin of this this application uh, and then we Douglas uh, start to think more Louise you can you don't need to use only one score because in that time you use for example Douglas what is the score of the Douglas is eight only eight but Douglas is a good defensor ah better than eight okay so for defensor Douglas is nine and the uh, Louise for the face is four. So we start to, okay, you can add attribute this uh, instead of use only one overall score for each uh, player. And then we could, uh, I think, generalize the, the algorithm by application and then generalize also the, 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 the application, for example, not only for this pick, pick up game, but for other kind of uh, same problem that, okay, you can use this algorithm for split teams in, in another fields, for example. Yeah, just just to add something, uh, every we, we really like to participate in on the Shine contest. So we, we did it uh, three times and we had three Shine contests. So uh, actually we got two honorable mentions on, on the shine contest and every year we start to think okay next year what we are we are going to present to this shine contest and last year i don't remember exactly what made us thinking about this uh, algorithm but actually he, this algorithm algorithm came and then we improved a lot and as luis said we 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 are now applying for several and several fields because uh, you know if you have a team you you can use this uh, this idea here also I, I'm gonna show later on that that you can also uh, upload your own file to do your split your team right yeah I can see tons of ways you can apply this I mean obviously sports comes to mind first but there are many other situations whether it's other forms of competition, maybe a 
a school or university is trying to assemble a team for some, you know, mathematics or competitions like that. And frankly, in the workplace, maybe a manager is trying to assess, you know, a different team that complete a task and they want to, you know, look at different qualifications and find a balanced team on that. So I see, I see lots of potential here and I resonate a lot with how this came to be because in my day-to-day work, I'm coming up with algorithms, um, some new ideas to help maximize, say, a treatment effect for uh, a study we're working on. And we may get the the R code and the, the model behind it all ready to go, but then what if we want to put it in the hands of others that are not you know, proficient at R, not proficient at programming, and they want a nice way to investigate the trade-offs of it? Obviously, that's where Shiny comes in. So we all have that similar uh, method of development. And also, kudos to you for being a... Uh, uh, three-time contest submissions. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, and I, even as I was a judge this year, I submitted one too, just because why not? Even though I wasn't evaluated, I just it's that time of year. It's kind of like my Super Bowl. I'm like, okay, I got to get something in there. So it looks like we're 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 very well aligned on that one. <laughs> and um, yeah, maybe it's a good time we could dive into the app a little bit and show everybody in the audience kind of what Fair Sweat's all about. So I will. Share your screen now. Okay, nice. So the first thing that we see on on our uh, Shine app is that we have a different uh, background image here. So I, I really like that because it doesn't seem a Shine app at the first time, actually. So it's a, it's a small detail. Uh, we are going to talk about that later. It's a small detail, but uh, it makes difference uh in, in our app so here it's just a reference of splitting so we have some pizza here and everyone has a share of this uh, a piece of this pizza here yeah they used to say i got a little hungry and look in the app first time because i am a pizza <laughs> fanatic so that was awesome already <laughs> <laughs> so here we have uh, uh some examples and also uh something that May, may help you to understand the app and the function the functions that we are using. So let's go to select the examples here. And we have some examples. So the first one is the example we are talking about right now. That is the pickup game that we uh, that we were, we were talking about. And actually, this is the uh, it, it's a real data set. So what's the point here? So we have some people, a list of 21 people here, I think. Uh, and you have some attributes that you can see in this table here. So for example, we have pace, shooting, dribbling, passing, defending. And we'll have, if you want, we have a description here. You can change that. And also we have some weights here. Uh, and what's the meaning of this weight? Because as I told you before, it seems easy to select a team, but it's not. Because sometimes some characteristics are, are not that important. Uh, let's say uh, goalkeeping here is not that important because if you have two goalkeepers, uh, we can just leave the goalkeepers to each team. And uh, this is not an important characteristic. I, I mean, Luis is good uh, defending. So he, he should. It, it's not important to him to be good, uh, to, to have a good attribute here in this goalkeeping column, right? So we can change the weight. So let's say I want to make 
uh, go keeping here zero. I don't want to consider this this attribute or let's say I want 10 plant person here or something like that. Let let's take zero here. Let's use zero here. Another thing that's uh, nice here, not in this example, but I will show later, is that in this case we have some scores between zero and ten. So I, I need to know what's the maximum here. Then I can scale the the attributes, and it's going to be fair to uh, out to the algorithm that I, I'm not I'm not going to look just for one attribute because it has a uh, maximum uh, greater than the others, you know, so I can scale the attributes here. In this case, everything is the same, 0 to 10. And then here we can select the structure that we are aiming here. So, for example, here I want four teams and I want five guys inside it, each team. Here we have the number of iterations. Uh, it, it, it's nice to say that uh, it's a really simple algorithm. I mean, we did it really quickly. So we are not uh, trying to find the best solution of the world. We want to find a, sol a solution that is good enough for our case. So if you put, uh, if you use like a hundred iterations, you are going to find a solution, but it's not, not good enough. So we can increase this number here and of course if you increase the number you are going to increase the computational time here so you you, you have this trade-off here and you can control that in our algorithm yeah i so, live with this trade-off every day at work because we do simulation to look at say treatment effects and everything like that and it, depending on the model inside maybe the model is a very simple compiled model and that way it's very easy you could do a whole bunch of iterations on it Others are doing a lot of Bayesian things like that, and then it just takes a long time for convergence and all that. So it's always this trade-off, but the idea is that you didn't lock the user into one specific value. You let them change it up, which is getting great flexibility. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, you can you can change all these numbers here, and, and you can think about your example, your case, and then you can click on the run button here, and can wait a little bit because sometimes it's going to take a long time, uh, especially if you have a huge data set and if you have a huge number of teams, for example, so it's going to take more time. And the first thing that you can see here is that we have this, we have these box plots here and you can compare these box plots. Here we can see that we have the four teams that we were looking for and also we have another group that's called alt which means that some of the people, some of the players are not in the team one and two, three, or four. They are out for, for, for now. Uh, so we can remove that. It's not important for us, uh, or you can leave there if you want. And it's going to become better if you have a huge number of uh, individuals in each team. So the box plot is going to be a better visualization in this case. But for this uh, specific case here, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's better to, to look to this plot here. That is much more informative, in my opinion. In, in this plot, we have the attributes here. So goalkeeping, passing, physical, until dribbling. And also we have the teams here. So we can see that these strange things 
strange thing here is the out thing. And you can see that uh, for almost every attribute here, uh, the teams are similar in average, except in the goalkeeping, because we, we, so we have uh, selected zero for the, the weight of this attribute here. So the, the, the algorithm is just ignoring this attribute, right? Right. So I, 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 I think this is really nice. And uh, I'm going to show you later that if you have a bigger data set, it's going to be uh, even better to visualize this uh, result here. Well, I like the fact that you have the two side by side. You let the user kind of pick which of the, the box plots or the or, or this chart um, they're most uh, comfortable with viewing. And I, I can see advantages to each of them. That, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't know uh, if this is because I'm a statistician, but sometimes when I just see the the, the point estimate, it's something strange to me. I, I, I like to observe the, the entire distribution. So they are here side by side as you said yeah that, that's literally one of the biggest things i have to deal with it's not just one specific estimate of a number it's a distribution around it but and also loving the interactive touches those are really great for the user experience yes so yes as you told everything is uh, interactive here right so we can observe for example 14.4 you can see the average for each attributes here so let's go to the table here that's the this is my preferred one because we have a lot of information here so let, let's remember the our problem we need to split teams i would like to know uh the, the composition of each team so this table is going to give you that that information so you have the teams on the rows. You have the out here. That's the, the the guy that's is outside the teams. You have the average in each column here for each attribute. We have the overall. That's a general average. And you can observe uh, inside each team the configuration. So by luck, I'm here in this uh, in the second row here. So we can observe that. Uh, this average here is composed by this uh, the, the average of the base attributes of these uh, five guys here. So uh, it's super easy to understand the the, the summary information here. Because uh, one thing is that okay, the the Luis can provide the teams. Okay, these five guys are team A. These five guys are team B they are going to ask why so here you can kind of understand the reason right yeah so it's, it's giving more context to the to the to the calculations here but you don't overwhelm them with it right away they can opt into looking at that if they want so that's really cool yeah and the and the front is table you can see who was in charge to score the players as you can see, Douglas is the best one in this team. <laughs> I don't think that's an accident, right? <laughs> ah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, I tried to, to follow some logic to, to choose this, this attribute. And actually, I asked uh, Luis and some other guys about the, the, the scores, and they, they agreed with me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, if you say so, I'll, I'll, I'll believe you now. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, I'm in a bad situation. <laughs> uh, okay. So fine. So, but, but this is a, a, this is my preferred one because in one table we have uh, a lot of different information here, and uh, at the first time I was thinking about uh, this table here, and I asked Luis. Is it possible? How, how easy is to add a photography on the table? I, I didn't know uh, by that time. So I started looking on the internet and then I found that, okay, it's super easy to, to add a photo there. And it, it's, it's really nice uh, that we have, uh, we are plenty of um, uh, tools to use in our Shine apps. We just need to know how to search on Google and then you can find the result and you can use the, the, you know, the information that you find. Yep. I always liken it to the fact that as I'm constructing these, you know, whether small scale or large scale apps, I'm picking from all these um, ingredients and making an overall recipe kind of baking it in, but I'm mixing and matching as I see fits so already. I picked out from the charts above. That's definitely some plotly. And he charts for our action, and this is reactable. I'm one of my favorites ever for a table um, presentation. So yeah, you're right. It's all there for the taking. You just have to figure out the best way to use it. Yeah, that's it. So you can always find something that is similar to the thing that you are you are trying to create, and then you can you, you can think about how to change what you can change uh, to make it better, right? So this one is. Uh, I love this this table here. Uh, okay, let sorry. Uh, uh, Douglas, Go ahead. Can you just show the the stars at the end of the? Oh yeah. I think you didn't okay. to show. Yes, thank you. Oops. Oops, was not my. Oh, nice touch. No. Yes. Go ahead, Luis, please. No, no, no. Uh, because I remember that the Douglas. Uh, uh, struggle a lot to 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 create this specific part of the table uh, these uh, stars for each player so it was nice uh, 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 I don't know uh, I, I just want to say that everything was made in R and all of these specific uh, uh, nice and beautiful uh, let's say um, layout and the colors everything we we did by using R and the Shiny app, Shiny R package. So let's say we we didn't know a lot CSS, HTML, and we could do this by React, uh, React uh, sorry, <coughs> React table package. So I just want to say that uh, I'm not and Douglas as well is not uh, we are not uh, 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 designer or UX. You know, it's only you know, I just want to, to, to make sure that the people can understand that because sometimes you can see, ah, but uh, uh, they they know how to do this by using CSS and, and uh, HTML. No, 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 guys. It's uh, uh, everything. It's almost red. As uh, Eric said before, the ingredient is there. We have just to, to know how to combine and how to make this receipt uh, to work together. And the... Uh, and I think it's nice to, to show that uh, this specific part. 
Yeah, and and when you look at things like this, if you're not in tune to what Shiny and by proxy are is capable of on on this side of the presentation, you might think that you're looking at a professional web developed application that took maybe years to make. No, this is not true at all. You all had the idea already. It was just a matter of blending the packages together. But yeah, this is why I think some people might think Shiny is only for more advanced developers i don't think so i don't think you have to have that huge web background to get started like this you can go really far with just getting exclusively with r now maybe there is a point later on where you have more custom needs and that's where now we have resources for the level up with the javascript and css um, tricks but you don't have to do that to get a product like this so obviously um this is kind of the season of of giving thanks a lot and I think of this year and I want to obviously thank the the teams behind shiny of course but also widgets like reactable and and plotly and everything like that because they make they make this presentation this blending of the different results so much easier for us to get up the, up and running with so I, I think it's it's very important that our audience realize that you can pull off a look like this with the off-the-shelf packages with a little configuration yeah that's right and also i also i think that uh the the visual of the shine apps is clean and we, we didn't we didn't change that much from the shine material uh shine material layout so we are using a package that gives us a nice visual nice design and it's almost done with as you are saying, we, we just need to find the ingredients to put here. And of course, sometimes we need to think, think about some details or, as the case of the stars here. That's uh, something that I don't know if I imagine 10 years ago, I would never think about the stars. I would say, okay, the table is good enough. But <laughs> the, the, yeah, the information is there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just give me numbers and be done with it. But no, why not? You can do the bars <laughs> and the stars. Throw it in there. <laughs> Exactly. So some small details that make difference on uh, on on the design, you know. And again, uh, everything here you can find on the internet and can uh, you know make uh, you can make it a little bit different for the uh, as the case of the stars, for example. And uh, it's really nice. I, I I really enjoyed to create this table here, and uh, I, I really like it. Yeah, so, well done. I, I'm, uh, I'm like I said, I love making tables of Reactable now. And my um, little fun toy app I did for the contest this year, I did a very similar thing. I did nesting of the row contents if they wanted to drill down more. And I remember I did have a little trickery to get like flags of the racers' countries in it. But it's very similar to the work you're doing. But it just shows you the limitless possibilities of really and customizing the styling of this pretty easily so yeah yeah love love that table it's good good Pro job there probably i i i we have used your table as uh, inspiration here well hey <laughs> i love to pay it for that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> okay let's move to another uh another part of the application here so the first part is just about the teams. Now we are going to talk about the the individuals that the, 
the people that are playing uh, with us, right? So here we have some other plots here. Uh, the first one is just to compare the, the some some players, so we can observe the distance between these players. So when I when I'm when I say distance, I'm I'm I want to say that uh, we are going to compare all the attributes of these players, and we are going to see which one are similar or not. For example, here, let's see. Uh, in my case, I'm here on the on the first place, and yeah, uh, Douglas. Let me, if I can add just one thing. In the, I, I think what is nice in this example, it's uh, if you see the first one, it's Paulo, the the first row in the matrix. Paulo is a goalkeeper. Yeah, he's a a good goalkeeper. And uh, as you can see, he's the, the most uh, different player in the team. So what is, it makes sense because you don't want a goalkeeper like a very good, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Striker, Yeah, or, or similar with another <laughs> uh, uh, player. So the goalkeeper is a specific player if for some specific attributes. So he doesn't uh, seem like other player so i think this example it's uh illustrate this good way yeah that, that, that's completely true we have another goalkeeper here let's see what happens if we, uh, we add okay so you do okay. see um so, yep still some differences yeah, because Bruno is really good. <laughs> all, <laughs> there we go. All is good, but Bruno is really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the point here. So it's nice. You can compare. You have this uh, nice plot here. Also, you can observe. This one is the general information, right? So uh, it's a summary, let's say. Here you can select the, the attributes that you want to see. For, for example, pace and shooting, but you can also uh, select dribbling and shooting, for example. And you can observe, uh, for example, I'm here. Uh, I, I cannot talk about me, right? Uh, I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> uh, okay, let, I will add Luis here as well. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, good. Give Luis so, some up here. Yep. here. <laughs> As uh, you can hey, see, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay, so you can observe the the scatter plot here. But again, I I really love this plot here because you can compare the attributes among the players. So uh, let's select, for example, Bruno and Luis. So they are quite different because Bruno is a goalkeeping goalkeeper and Luis is not. So we can observe that the area here is completely different, right? And let's add Paulo. Uh, now it's it's clear uh, what we, we said. Bruno is really good. Paulo is good. <laughs> so it, it's nice that you can observe uh, a lot of information here. Uh, I, I like this uh, this plot as well. Yeah, and like uh, I said, just the presentation and have each of them side by side so you can quickly move your eye between the overall 
distance heat map to then getting more drilled down into what is what is driving those those distances yeah this is this is really nice exactly and the last part i'm gonna just talk about uh the the this first plot here and i would like to show some more examples because i think it's more interesting for the audience and this is the more uh, not nerd part because uh, we have some informations about the algorithm so we have selected uh, a thousand iterations so you can observe the objective function here and we will our uh our objective here is to minimize the distance between the average to the global average so we have a lot of attributes and we want to ensure that these uh, teams they have similar uh, attributes in average right so basically that's the that's our objective function and this is another interesting interesting uh thing about our app it's super simple so it's not a complex uh, objective function, but it uh, it solves the problem, right? So it, it it's really nice. So we can observe that after uh, uh, five hundred uh, iterations, the method basically converged, and that's okay. So uh, let me move to another example because this one is a real one. It's nice because you can talk about people that we know. <laughs> and but this is only applied for me and Luis. You, you don't know this guy. So let's select a different example here about FIFA, for example. Uh, here we have some uh, real players and we have the scouts for some attributes from the FIFA game, FIFA's game. So again, we have face shooting, passing, dribbling, defending, and physics. And uh, we can select the number of teams. I would just select five teams and the team size is six uh, why it's not 11 because we have different positions and they have different attributes and just to make it easy uh we we have selected uh only uh strikers to this uh to this example right and i'm gonna select uh, a thousand iteration here But that's again to the flexibility of you know what's a key question you want to answer and you can always increase that or decrease that as you see fit yeah you can again you can change the 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 arguments and then you can wait a little bit more or you want if you want something more precise you can uh you can increase the number of iterations and, and so on so here we have i don't remember the six six uh players in each team and we have five teams right so again if you look to the this plot here it's it's nice again because they are really similar so which means that the algorithm did their job and uh, here again we have a summary and now we have some people that we may know if you like soccer of course uh so let's see someone that's really really famous here the first one Di Maria. where is he the second oh, here team okay team. Di Maria is a really famous player i was trying to find a brazilian okay <laughs> there is Fernandinho <laughs> here but uh, it's okay gabriel jesus uh, it's fine vini jr uh, and so on so it, it's nice because now uh, it's 
it's again, it's subjective because uh, someone gave these scores to the players, but it, it was not me. So <laughs> now there's uh, you were kidding with me, like, oh, you choose the, your scout. So in this case, I, I didn't choose anything. So you can see some uh, teams that uh, that are uh, competitive in the sense of these attributes that we choose. Uh, another thing that, uh, just one thing, uh, at least, uh, another thing that I, I want to say is that we can only use uh, continuous uh, scores, use attributes here. We, we are not using categorical ones. We can change the, the objective function to also include this categorical um, categorical uh, attributes, but by this time we don't have this option. So uh, that's the reason you only see uh, continuous uh, attributes. Go ahead, Luis, sorry. No, no, uh, I, I would change a, a bit the topic uh, uh, to say about the design and that uh, I like this design, like, uh, how can I say this in English? Funil, funil, like we, we, we come from the, the more general results and go down the, this the down approach so the first uh, uh, if you go up a bit the first uh, screen it's the overall right. results so right. it's uh, it's good because it, it, your anxious to the result can be solved in this first part okay yeah the algorithm worked well so it seems at least that the algorithm worked well let me see now the the teams and then the user can go down and see the teams okay uh, but let me compare with the team how is the distribution uh inside of each team so it can go down a little bit more because in this visualization you can see but it's a table then sometimes when you have to to analyze many many numbers it can be hard and when you go down you can uh, compare each individual players so i like this uh this kind of uh, analysis approach to to go from the, the more general to more narrow um, analysis. Right, and, and this is an approach I take all the time because sometimes my leadership or whoever like the big customer in my app is, they just want to know the bottom line, so to speak, and with a little context, of course, but then if we want more context for the other statisticians or the other you know leaders that are definitely thinking even more quantitatively, we say, okay, now you go here and then you can drill down to see the individual components that drill that score of like why this treatment's the best or why this design's the best. So yeah, we live this, I live this world every day. So it's, it's, it can be, it's a balancing act um, to, you know, not present enough information. And then they may ask you afterwards, well, this app told me this score, but why did it happen that way? Versus, oh, you gave me so many numbers. What am I supposed to look at? So it is, you know, it, it's something that I've had to learn probably the hard way is like, how do you, and this is even whether shiny or not, just like affect the presentation of results and making sure that you give what you need kind of at that first glance, but then to add context to it augmenting with the tools we have here is critically important and so yeah obviously this this app is a, a real good showcase of like giving the high level and then as you said Luis, yeah you can drill down from that overall funnel down to the more specific components of it and so everything i'm seeing here is is really telling that story yeah. nice uh, 
I don't know if uh, if we, we should start to talk about some technology behind on the package that we we used to, oh, to create. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, happy to dive into because, that. Uh, I think it's the the uh, it, it was I think all the shag apps is a mix of the <laughs> packages, our packages, and in this case was not different. Sometimes I, I I try, but it's not easy to keep the same library for all the charts. So, for example, in this case. We started with the Plotly, which is a very good uh, library and a major library that you can use uh, without any problem. Did it, it don't uh, it, it doesn't break uh, if you change uh, uh, something. But for example, the spider chart we couldn't create by using Plotly. I don't remember why, but uh, we 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 could uh, find uh, one. Uh, best way using the e chart e chart for r e chart for r which is a very very nice uh, library that you can do a, a, a few chains you have a, a beautiful chart it, 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 sometimes it's we didn't think about the colors you know <laughs> we didn't think about <laughs> the the two tips so it's uh it's like a, a free if you know how to use the function you you can you can have this uh, colors, the palette very good, and the, 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 the two tips is created automatically in the nice way. So this is one this reason that we choose to use the the e shot for R. Yep, and I'll just uh, make a quick plug that the author of Plotly, Carson Sievert, um, is on the R Studio team as an engineer for the Shiny team. He was on a previous episode of this dev series, and John Cohen, author of VCharts Ferrari, has also been on the dev series before. So check out the back catalog if you want to know more about how they built these great packages. Oh, uh, sure, sure, nice. sure. Thank you. And, and I think this the the reactable reactable yes was the the main not the main but one the the the, the feature that we 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 really like to use and to learn a little bit more because we we, we follow many uh, bloggers and uh, uh, you see the table but ah, I want to create a table but in, in our current job you don't have a chance to create a table like that and then we start <laughs> to look for problems to okay no I need to know as Douglas said before how to put a photo in this table I, right. I don't know but I don't have a chance to do this in my job if I do maybe my boss will Oh, Louise, you don't need to put this. It's not nice. It's too much. You know, it's too bad. <laughs> and of course, he's another. He's, a, he's not a, a designer, so that's why you say that. But uh, I think this 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 library was a a, a, a very good uh, uh, package to to learn, and uh, it's a very very powerful uh, library. Absolutely. Think, uh, in, and and then the 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 layout was in shiny material, as Douglas as said, and uh, we changed a bit to look like uh, not a shiny app, but um, a more professional, I don't know if it's more professional, but at least more beautiful, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously some of these are subjective qualities, but I think the key point here is that you went for something that had a unique look. Everybody's gonna have their own preferences here and there, but like I mentioned maybe earlier, if you throw this just generally on the web and you give it to maybe a sports enthusiast kind of exploring team balance or things like that, they are not going to know this is a shiny app unless they look at the URL. That's it. Otherwise, you would be hard pressed to know it. 
And actually, the, the, the another thing is that it's super easy. <laughs> it, it's not that difficult. It's just an image on the background, you know. So one line in a code, and you can create something like that. So I know. It's who would have thought that in the early days, right? I mean, but but now, yeah, with the advancements in Shiny itself, but with the extensions that you are using here, um, yeah, it's 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 easy to give your app that personality. And that was honestly my, you know, sometimes I say this facetiously, but I do mean it here. Sometimes first impressions are important, especially if you bring this to leadership and it's going to be something that needs to be scaled up and you want the buy-in from leadership to say, Oh, we want to continue making this better. You've got to—I hate to say wow them, but you got to make sure they're they're engaged with it. And sometimes these details do add up. And when I first started Shiny, I just threw the old standard way. I didn't care. But now I have an app that I revised over the past couple of years. And when you look at it, it is totally not looking like a Shiny app anymore. It's looking like a professional dashboard that has so many interactive components but the first version of that app was just this basic you know sidebar nav bar at the top and it when i look back on it, i'm like oh gosh did i really create that thing but i had to learn the hard way but but this yeah you, you had you had the extensions at your disposal to make it unique off the bat and obviously as a judge this first impression definitely wowed me <laughs> for sure so. <laughs> Yeah, great, great. I would say that even the the when you just use uh, use Shine without any CSS or HTML, if you have like a normal Shine app, uh, it, sometimes depending on the situation, it's uh, already enough. You know, sometimes you need to to show a result. You don't have much time. Uh, there is a lot of sure. plots and tables, and you can wrap up with a Shine app in, I don't know, five minutes, and you have a Shine app that's running and people can select the, the variable and things like that. So, right. I mean, of course, I, I like to create Shine apps that looks more uh, professional, but sometimes even the, the normal Shine uh, is good enough for some situations. So Certainly, it's yeah. a completely, mm -hmm. completely Com complete too and uh, i really love shine actually and sometimes the app may be for yourself in a sense maybe you're trying to automate something and you don't care how it looks you just need something that you can go to quickly instead of like relaunching r every time and running some script manually it just may be something you just want to deploy quickly and you yourself are the customer for it yeah, yeah. and I, I would like to to show just another example because there is a feature that we uh, we still didn't show that is the uh, sometimes you have some attributes that are not in the same scale as the example of the Pokemon here. Right. So, for example, in this data set, the height is uh, between zero and 150. And let's see another one here. Attack, for example, is uh, a number uh, under 200. So they are different. Uh, the weight here is going to be much, much more important in the objective function than the others. So we need to scale this data here to create some useful results, right? So here we have different maximums 
And again, the same thing, you can select the number of teams, the team size. I, I, I'm going to select just two here. And here you can have a huge team size, for example, 20. And again, a thousand iterations. Let's wait a little bit. And one nice touch that I even mentioned in our episode prep here is that do you have it's a good UX experience to tell the user something's happening so they don't get mad when they just see a blank screen like for like a plot container or things like that. That's another lesson I learned the hard way. So it's it's great that you built that in. Something broke. What what happened? What where's yep. my results? Or something <laughs> like that. Exactly. So now we can see the box plots. Uh, we, we, we can see nothing actually, right? So because the weight here is uh, in a different scale, so we can right. click here. And now we can have everything between zero and one, and you can compare the box plots. Again, now because we have a, a huge team size, we have a huge, it's not huge, but we have 20 uh, individuals in each team. So we can see that now the box plots are more uh, looking like a box plot right. and they are comparable and they are similar, right? This, this, um, this plot here now, now is uh, also scaled. So one would be the, the, the biggest, biggest value here. And again, we can observe that uh, for the the two, two, two teams, we have similarly we have similar uh, attributes, right? So I, I would like to show that it's also possible because uh, we don't don't need to have attributes that are on a specific scale. We can have wherever it depends on the the example, right? So in this case, we have different scales, and still we can use this this app here. And again, you can have the, the, the table and if you like Pokemons, you can see the, the, their images here and their informations also. Yeah, you even got their little uh, thumbnails in there too. That's awesome. <laughs> and another thing, we have some two other examples here. I, I'm not going to through them then. Uh, but one of them is, uh, Eric was talking about uh, that uh, before, that sometimes we have in our company, we have to select teams. And uh, maybe you can uh, split the teams based on the experience or uh, knowledge on, on some tools. I'm not going to run, but just to give an example here, we have a data set uh, about characteristics of data scientists, for example. So you can be good at feature engineering, probability, GLM, survival analysis, and so on. So I would like to create teams that, in average, they know a little bit about everything. So they are uh, com not competitive, but they are similar, right? So they, they can work uh, alone or almost alone. So we can still use this, uh, this app here to, to this task. And here is a is a, just an example. It's a it's it's completely random, but we took the 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 R Studio package, and also we took the R Studio uh, employees, 
and it, it, it's completely random we just uh, sorted some some uh scores here and let's just run to see what 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 you get just to explain. I, I definitely had fun with this when i was judging i was like okay i gotta <laughs> i gotta see what they did here <laughs> <laughs> Again, running. All that number crunching behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll remind our, our, our audience that if you want to play the app yourself, we'll have obviously the link to the app and the repo, the code, and in the show notes um, below as you want to try this out and see what see what fun balancing acts you can come up with on your teams. <laughs> this one is the, the biggest example we have. And I, I'm running with a lot of teams and a huge size, size, size team. So it's going to take a little bit more time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Fine. So here we, we can, again, see the same results. But now we are using the RStudio uh, package. So the teams are similar. And it's nice because uh, you can see some our studio employees, and you can observe how good are they with some of the packets that they they build. So uh, it, it's a, it's just a joke, okay? The, the numbers are completely uh, random. You can see here's the maybe you because in the site the, there is a, a, a in the. Um, in the about section, you can see like uh, the the employees and also the maybe you. So it's also <laughs> here. So it's just a just a joke here, and it's nice because it's uh, apply applicable for different um, different fields. So we can use this for everything actually. So i am gonna just show you another thing here that's also interesting that is uh we have some examples it's fun to to, to play with them mm -hmm. but sometimes we have already in our lives something that uh, we can apply you can you can use this tool to whatever something on our company or in our life and then we also had this section here that's the upload button here you can uh, th there is some description here but you can download like a, a a template here so you can click there and this is the template so we have the id here that is the person the name the name of the person of the individual or whatever uh, we have the photo so we can either using a, a url or you may have this uh, this uh, photo in somewhere else. It can be lived in blank, so we are going to use a normal uh, a default image there. Uh, and then you have the attributes. So in this case, I have three attributes: one, two, three, and some random numbers here. So I'm gonna use just to exemplify that. I'm just gonna drag and drop the file here i'm gonna click on upload and then we have the same thing that we are we saw before so we have the attributes the description the weight the maximum value it's a it's an inference actually so you can change so 
So I, I, we, we are going to look to the numbers and we are going to guess what are the, the limits here. So, you know. so again, you can select the number of teams, the team size, the iterations, and you can click run, and then you have your results. So you can actually use that. And that's something that I, I think is fantastic using uh, R and Shiny that with simple steps, you can create like a service to the users. So it's not difficult. It's, it, we are able to create this. We don't need anyone else to create a service. So uh, it's really, really nice in my opinion. So I think, I think that this is the, this is something that I learned this year using R and Shine that I can use Shine really to, I, I can use it to create uh, services, to create um, possibilities to the users. And it, it, makes, it makes me so happy that I can do that by myself. Yeah, and giving you additional capabilities, you even dare say power of, you know, composing these these um, applications or these products to hopefully um, better make, you know, key algorithms or other analyses mainstream in whatever company or organization you're a part of. So certainly I, I echo a lot of those sentiments. And uh, just to, to finish, uh, I, I would like to say that um, you asked me for uh, about the, the, the things that uh, I learned using this uh, Shine app, right? So uh, the first thing that uh, I'd like to say is that, uh, again, I learned that everything uh, is there on the internet. You can find something really similar to the thing that you want to build. So of course you have to develop, you, you have to have you need to have uh, your own idea to create something new, but you can use the community that is so strong. The R community is so helpful and they share the works and you can use it to create your own solution. So for me, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm really proud actually of, of the R community because uh, they are really helpful. I've, I've, I've uh, benefited from many of the help in the community over the years. It's one of the biggest reasons I'm, I'm doing this kind of endeavor, this dev series and the podcast before that is the community is what brings me here. So well said. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, from my side, I think uh, technically uh, I, I, I use this e chart for R uh, a little bit more and to understand better uh, the, the design of the package, how to use how to use the functions, and uh, how no not easy but uh, maybe easy how easy it is to create a interface that uh, that looks nice and that looks professional. I think it was one of the the main uh, achievement for this application. And uh, just one tip for people who wants to learn Shine is sometimes you don't need a, a real big project to learn Shine or any other package. We need only one uh, reason for fun like this. We start this like just, okay, Douglas, let's split our teams better. <laughs> so it was not uh, 
ah, professional, uh, my, my manager, my boss asked me to create a shiny app and I didn't know. No, no, we, we start in the, with only silly ideas, silly uh, uh, reasons, not uh, a real big reason to create or, or learn something. So we, we don't have excuse to, to learn anything. You, you can just, uh, okay, I want to create an application for, I don't know, organize my books and then you can start to, to, to do or organize my receipts. I don't know, uh, you can do, you know, and, uh, and the, another thing that Douglas mentioned before is the, I used to, to, to give some art training and my second slide is the art community is big, 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 big. It's a huge community that everything is in the internet. If you ask, I don't know, if you send a email, a message to Hadley, he will reply you. You know, it's a, it's a, it's it's crazy because it's it seems so far. But if you tweet, Eric will reply, and the Thomas and the Hadley and you know, everyone, the, the big names in the, the community, you reply you. And I think it's really, really nice to have because if you try to use another software, SPSS, where you can go and ask for the, the developers some uh, question, it's it's not easy. Ah, you can go to the help page, but it's not the same. You, you don't feel, uh, it's not warm, like a community. You can share your issues. And uh, I think this is the, the one of the main component of the 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 shine in the art community yeah um and or in my case even for the contest this year i built the most over-the-top random car selector for our racing league that i was a part of that was a learning opportunity no one no one not in that league asked me to do it but we were just having fun with it and it taught me some new packages um in the shiny ecosystem that i could use in future projects. So that certainly was not something my boss asked me to do. They could care less about what I do for virtual racing leagues. <laughs> um, but no, I really, um, I really appreciate, um, first of all, the app is fantastic. I've already said that a few times, but hearing the thought process around it, that's why I do things like this. Um, it was great to hear the genesis of the algorithm and kind of what practical need you were trying to solve. And frankly, this is sounds like it saved you all a boatload of time and made you know made a, a great learning opportunity too um as i as we're starting to wrap up here i'm kind of curious are you going to extend the application in the future with new features or anything like that i think this app uh solved our problem uh with this solution we are able now to split the teams so for our problem it's good enough uh, but yeah we have some uh different uh we can change this app a lot because we have some we, we can change the method and also some some visualizations as i told you before the method is really 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 simple so we can improve it a lot but i, I think for now it's uh it's working really fine uh, i would like to it would be great to get some feedback to be in which part should we improve the app? And also, it would be great to have uh, some other people contributing to this uh, Shine app. It would be really nice. So I, I invite the community actually to, you know, uh, if someone wants to improve the app, it would be great to to get in touch, to 
to try something else. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we'll have a link to the apps GitHub repo in the show notes. So then mm-hmm. anybody can just clone that, take a look at it, and then hopefully um, file issues if they have ideas. And uh, it's the spirit of open source, right? If uh, somebody finds an idea and they think they can solve it, it sounds like you all would welcome those uh, contributions. And in fact, as I was looking at it, even just in our demo just now, I thought of some things I might be able to enhance. So, so don't be surprised if, if uh, FairSwift becomes a showcase in one of my live streams down the road if I start to try new things with it. So <laughs> you've been warned. <laughs> <laughs> great, great to know. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's been a, a pleasure um, talking with, with, with both of you today. Um, if they if our audience wants to get a hold of you, maybe give some comments on the app besides the GitHub repo. Um, what's the best way they could reach you? Yeah, you can find me on the LinkedIn or uh, or ever. You can have my email actually too. To... Yeah, we'll have um, links uh, to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. This LG Silver. You can find me in the Twitter and. Uh... LinkedIn and any, I think there are, there is only one LG silver, E silver, <laughs> to double silver. So yeah. <laughs> you can find me. You, you, you got lucky there. Unfortunately, there was, um, I have a joke about my Twitter handle. This was not my first choice, but because someone took our podcast already and they've been basically <laughs> squatting on it because it hasn't been active in like years. And so I was like, oh, all right, well, you know. <laughs> them's the breaks, as I say. Um, so every, every other thing I have, it's our podcast, but that one's the outlier. So whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, um, uh, well, Douglas and Luis, it's been a pleasure having you on. You're welcome back anytime if you want to cook up more awesome apps or you want to talk about future developments of Fairsplit. You have an open invitation to come back anytime. Okay, great, great. Thank you, Eric, for this invitation. It was my pleasure to to be here and uh, to share some uh, ideas and uh, some comments. So thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for this uh, amazing uh, podcast, the Arcast. Uh, it's really, really nice to to have this kind of channel to learn a little bit more and at least to to see the our uh, developers talk about uh, specifically about uh, his their tools and the library. So thank, thank you very much for this uh, great job that we have been done. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It was uh, a really good talk. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you're welcome back anytime. And um, for those in the audience that want to hear more additional stories like this, um, the back catalog is always available at youtube.com slash developer series. And shinydevseries.com is going to have a post of this episode with all the links that we talk about, um, especially those packages we highlighted. That's always like another fun thing for me is seeing all the different ways that you all mix these ingredients of these apps and kind of what pieces you use from that. So I saw a few nuggets there that I'm going to dive into more as I as I learn more of some cool stuff. Um, so that'll do it for us. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And um, there will be more to come in this series of Spotlighting Shiny contest submissions and a lot more content on the way in, in, in the new year. So thanks a lot, and we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.